This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The movie is called Inside Game. If you uh, go to YouTube, you can see the trailer for it. It comes into uh, theaters nationally on Friday, November 1st. And uh, it is it is the story of life as an NBA official, Tim Donahue specifically who now joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Tim, how are you doing today? Thanks for joining us. I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. So the, the film is about to come out, and, and when the idea for the film came up, give me your thoughts when you were approached regarding this. Basically, I wanted nothing to do with it. Uh, they came down and spoke in Sarasota, Florida, and I actually declined uh, involved in it. Uh, fast forward. They said that they were going to do the movie with or without me, uh, came back to me after it was done, uh, sat down and showed me the film, uh, and I thought that there was a good message in the film about choices and how each of us made some poor choices, and that not only affected ourselves, but our uh, families, and uh, you know they were going to make a lot of donations towards a school in Springfield, Pennsylvania for mentally and physically challenged boys, so uh, you know I jumped on board after the fact, after it was already made. So I wanted to ask you specifically because out of everything that's been said regarding, you know, everything you've gone through and what the NBA went through, what is probably one or two of the things that have been maybe taken as fact that were rumors or misnomers or that, that, you, that are erroneous that you wanted to correct? You know, I think a lot of people think I refereed that famous game six between the Sacramento Kings and the Los Angeles Lakers in 2002. Uh, when Sacramento had the best team in the league, and, and that game was kind of officiated poorly. I think a lot of people think that I was involved in, in that game, and I wasn't. Uh, you know, just the, the whole game-fixing thing, I think a lot of people think also that I was out there sending players like Shaquille O'Neal uh, or Kobe Bryant to the bench with fouls to make sure they win. And I think who does a really good job at showing, uh, you know, that I was using that information with injuries, uh, you know, or uh, relationships with and other players, uh, well in the movie. Uh, by the way, we're talking with Tim Donahue, former NBA official. The movie's coming out called Inside Game. It's going to be released in, 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 you know, nationally in theaters on Friday, November 1st. Uh, so when you said it's a film about making poor choices, um, give me... Give me how, how this came about. When, when, when this, was, this was something you thought consciously about possibly doing, when you said, okay, this is where... Because once you make the decision, you don't ever go back. You can't go back down that road again, you know? So give me your thoughts on all of that and how that came about. Uh, my thoughts on when I was gambling? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I gambled because I was uh, at clubs. I was playing big money. I was playing blackjack and afterwards jumping in limbo heading down to the casinos and, uh, you know, hanging out with a high roller type crowd and, and started betting on sporting events and eventually betting on the NBA and betting on games that I officiated. So, uh, you know, I was crossing the line I shouldn't have been near. Uh, fortunately, I just made one bad choice or another. 
And uh, you know, that being said, I, I ended up paying a price for it. What has uh, what has the I don't know how to put this. I, I guess give me give me the players' reactions and other officials' reactions when all of this kind of came to light. Whenever I, I remember when everything opened up and you know you had breaking news and ESPN was coming in every five minutes with something else regarding this. And what was the reaction from players that you had refereed, from guys that you had worked with? Uh, were you excommunicated immediately, or were there people that reached out to you that said, "Hang in there"? I mean, I you know what was the reaction internally? Uh, from the NBA league office and from the officiating and I definitely was as communicated, uh, you know, but there were a lot of players owners that reached out to me uh, because they knew that this had been going on, not only with me, but with football. Uh, with that being said, Francisi, who was a cat in Colombo crime family, said that in the 1990s he had three NBA referees on his personal payroll, and none of them were named Tim Donaghy. So uh, I think the players and, and a lot of the coaches and uh, some of the owners thought that this had been going on for years and, and they wanted it corrected and they wanted it out of the game and they want, wanted the rules enforced as they were written in the rule book and, and nobody put out an advantage or a disadvantage. Uh, do you believe that it still goes on today? You know, I think that when I watch these games, there's still special treatment that goes on between some referees and certain players and certain teams. Uh, I can't say as if that information is being passed uh, along for the uh, ability to win the gambling. Uh, I can only say that, you know, there are times that a lot of strange and unusual things still happen in the NBA. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, just because you have a relationship with a guy and you kind of give a guy a little bit of a pass, we've seen it happen with LeBron at times and such, it doesn't necessarily mean you have money on the game. It just means that maybe you gave this guy a little more respect or or, or what have you, because we all talk about the superstar treatment, and that, that certainly exists in the NBA, correct? Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, when you're... Uh, an NBA referee and you're coming into the league, they'll sit down and tell you that, you know, nobody pays two, $3,000 to sit courtside to see a player, uh, you know, like LeBron James uh, go to the bench in the first quarter with three fouls. So if you're going to put a foul on him, make sure he's the only player in that area and you can't dish it off on somebody else. I'm sure when he has one or two fouls, you'll give him a, another cheap one. And that's one of the disconcerting things about the NBA. I remember when uh, David Stern, the uh, the commissioner at the time, you know, had said, "Well, there was no cheating, no favoritism, and such." I remember going with the Bucks when they were going to the Eastern Conference Finals, and Scotty Williams being pulled off the plane and being suspended. And you know, it just everybody goes back to the New York Knicks and the fix. And there was a lot of things that happened in the NBA that raised eyebrows. And the whole time, you've got the commissioner standing up there going, "No, we are beyond reproach." And then obviously, things like this unfold. And it really did cast a light on the NBA where uh, it, it just kind of needed to clean itself up, didn't it? No doubt about it. The FBI did a full investigation and said that they had a lot of things that, uh, within their own uh, you know, business that needed to be cleaned up. And when having a stern going on national TV, doing an interview and being asked a question, uh, you know, what is your ideal uh, NBA finals match? He says the Lakers versus the Lakers. The arrogance of him to say uh, is just remarkable, and, and us as officials, you know, we're, we're being told, trained, and programmed what to call in these games, and, and a lot of times uh, NBA referees were put on certain games to make sure certain outcomes came of it, and Dick Bavetta was one of those referees where he said he was the NBA's go-to guy. He was put on game six, sixes to make sure they went to a game seven. Uh, before I let you go, so the film is coming out on November 1st uh, in theaters, and after the film was said and done and you sat down and watched the film, uh, what reflection did you have at that point in time? Yeah, I, I was just in 
as embarrassed today as I was 10 years ago when this all went down. Uh, you know, you talk about uh, your life playing out in uh, uh, a movie for, for everybody to see and the, a lot of the poor choices that you made. Uh, you know, it's embarrassing, but like I said, there's some good that's come of it with donations to a, a school that needs money, and uh, you know, one can see the message of the poor choices and not only how it affects each and every one of us, but how it affects our families, and, and I think there's a message there. Tim, I appreciate the time. Uh, glad you joined us for a couple of minutes. I, I find it completely compelling, and anybody that follows sports probably will as well. The film comes out on November 1st, Friday. It's called The Inside Game, and uh, obviously it's the life and times of you. And And uh, we wish you the best of luck, and we certainly appreciate you joining us for a couple of minutes, okay? Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. There you go. Tim Donaghy, uh, the former NBA referee. Uh, the film is called, again, Inside Game. Going to be released in theaters nationally on Friday, November 1st. And uh, he, it, it was, when that whole story came about, it was fascinating. Because you're coming out of uh, a Bucks run to the Eastern Conference Final, and, and that's still stuck in a lot of people's craw. That Scotty Williams was pulled off of that plane and told he was suspended. We were heading to Philadelphia, and Game 7, and we knew the league wanted Philadelphia, the bigger market against the uh, the the uh, L.A. Lakers. We knew it. You just knew it that this little city of Milwaukee was never going to get a fair shot. And then when that happened, you thought, okay, the fix is in. And damned if they still didn't almost beat Philadelphia, but the league got what they wanted. They got Allen Iverson and company against uh, Kobe and Shaq, and uh, obviously the Lakers going to win that series. But you know, as he said, there was times that it was just Dick Bavetta was just that guy that just. You always knew there was just always something about the league that just seemed that they had their thumb on the scale. You know, the scale was never going to be equal. It was never going to be even. And uh, and then all this came to light. Now, it, it's who you choose to believe. Do you believe the NBA is completely clean and, and justified in, in the exiling of Tim Donaghy? Yeah, most do. But I don't think they're completely clean. I just don't. I, I never did. You can watch video after video after video of certain treatment of superstars. And, you know, as he said, when you come in as a rookie referee, <laughs> excuse me, referee, <clears throat> they tell you, you know, hey, people aren't paying $2,000 to sit courtside to watch, you know, Giannis, you know, be out late in the first quarter because of three fouls. I think the NBA game, one, is the most physically demanding game in all of sport. Okay, because of the pounding the body takes in so many different ways. It doesn't mean football isn't, uh, you know, pounding. It, it certainly is. But the most physically demanding game in all of sport is the NBA. So it's very physical. It's very fast. It is tough to officiate and get everything 100% right. But I think what goes on in the NBA that frustrates fans is the perception that there are stars and there's everybody else, is the perception that one guy's going to get something that the other people just simply aren't privy to. And that, that to me, has always been and will always be what taints the game of basketball, which is the reason a lot of people don't watch the NBA. They look at uh, the college game instead. Because in colleges, they don't care who fouls out. You know, if you got a guy that goes to the bench with three fouls early on in the first half, so be it. He's got three fouls. But the NBA will always per be perceived as looking as if it has a thumb on the scales. And that's what sucks about the NBA. That's, that's, that's why when it comes to the NBA, specifically late in the season, 
a lot of people will throw their hands up and say, not watching this anymore. Just And especially when it's against your team, obviously, but I'm just not watching this anymore. Now, you know, and people seem to cheer when Giannis will go down the middle of the lane and, and you know, do the giant Euro drop step and pivot and turn and two steps and then up and dunk, and we love it. But you know in the back of your mind, you know, he just walked half the court and nobody called a damn thing, and that's what taints the game. But uh, in in... In retrospect, it's it's still exciting, and it's fast becoming a more and more and more popular sport with each passing day. But uh, but Tim Donahue, man, that that period of time was a big, huge black eye on the NBA, without a doubt. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 